Hello and welcome to another episode of Tour Guide Talks, the travel show about the people we trust to teach us about local history, local gastronomy, local haunts, and who give us directions to great finds and secret experiences. In this show, we're going to talk about our tour guide's travel philosophy and why they chose a career in this intriguing profession. With this show, there is no need to write anything down. We will leave links in the show notes so you can reference the places that are discussed. Enjoy the show, and thank you for coming along for this tour guide talk. As a side show note, Tour Guide Talks was born during the COVID-19 pandemic. In order to be a responsible talk show, recording has been done over phone lines, Wi-Fi connections, or over video conferencing. As a result, recording levels are not always perfect and sometimes there will be inconsistencies. Hello guys, this is Alvaro with Tour Guide Talks and I have a little special show set up today. Uh, he's a friend of mine here from Barcelona. We have toured with the same company, but Sebastian, outside of being a tour guide, is also a voiceover artist. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. So go ahead, Sebastian. Hello everybody, I'm Sebastian Ciontescu here from Barcelona, broadcasting from the great terrace with Alvaro Garza. Yes, so welcome to the show. We are on a terrace, as he mentioned, so this is rare for me. Sometimes we can get together, sometimes we can't. And we had an opportunity to get together, but we couldn't go into the public area uh, because people will be looking down on us and saying, you guys aren't supposed to be there. So we're kind of sneaking it out here. And we went to the roof. So from our roof, I can see Montjuic, which is a mountain off to the south side of Barcelona. And we're staring at two very tall towers. So if you hear some kids playing, screaming, yelling. We can see them on a rooftop away. And then also you're going to hear some wind in this. So sorry about that, but uh, we wanted to have a good time and enjoy the sun. Either way, I'm glad we could do this. Sebastian, thank you for coming. So like I mentioned, we are uh, tour guides together for a company and that's how we met. And one of the things I wanted to, well, first of all, I want you to explain uh, where you're from. I'm originally from Colombia. From Colombia. Yeah. Okay. How did you end up in Barcelona? Wow. That's a uh long story but to make a long story short eight years ago my grandmother used to live in france actually and that was the the key moment that was the inflection point i was in colombia working as a journalist from long time i'm journalist actually i wanted to to move always and i need a sign i need a, i needed a sign and my grandmother was very ill in that in that in that moment and she passed away eight, eight years ago uh, in Versailles, close to Paris, from you know the the, the Victorian the revolution, the revolution, yeah. uh, you know the, <laughs> the Louis 15, 14, 16. Yeah, um, she used to live there, and I really want a change of my life. Um, to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do uh, some some traveling here. I want a sabbatical month. Uh, I took advantage and I started traveling. I didn't stay uh, in France. Uh, my French is very bad, actually. So I was going to ask you how many languages you speak. <laughs> yeah, we will. I, I speak like three, you know, with the Catalan, mm -hmm. Spanish, English, uh, a little of Romanian. Um, then I start traveling, and I get to Barcelona, really like a fairy tale. I was a love at first sight, mm -hmm. yeah. And I really decide to, man, I want to move here, and it's supposed to be one week. I <laughs> postpone it other week, and then another week. And I started living in a hostel for one month. Then I rent a flat and then, you know, this 
things starting to start over and you know to happen so at the end Barcelona chose me because I didn't force anything it was like a when you first got here what was the first job you had here in Barcelona oh I had a lot of jobs I yeah, I start from the beginning like uh, I don't know uh, Going the Rambla, trying to offer lunch for people. Yeah. I started working as well in a chiringuito in Castellefels of a guy I met. By the way, that means a little restaurant down by the beach. Exactly, yes. chiringuito means a restaurant down down beach in mm -hmm. Castellefels in mm -hmm. a town, uh, 45 minutes from Barcelona. Yeah. And that was a very important to me because it was a good starter. I started to to know people and starting to get into the to the zone in Barcelona mm -hmm. and. Get into the rhythm. Get exactly. Into the, yeah. It's mm -hmm. starting to be like a snowball effect. And then unstoppable. And then one year more, one year more, one year more. Now I blink my eye and I have eight years. <laughs> You've been here. Yeah. Yes, doing several several works. You know, like I, I work in Austria as well. And I start over. And I, I'm very pleased about that, you know, because uh, you have to do the career from the beginning when right. you go to Barcelona and uh, cities like that because you're starting to... To know a lot of different faces of the of the city, and you're starting to fall in love in different ways, and that's why exactly the contact with Barcelona. So, when did tour guiding come on your radar, something that you might want to do? I always, from the very beginning, I when I started music um, uh, when I was 12 years old, I was very interested about history, and I I I I, I loved it just in the fact to see in the classes. Of history in the university as well, uh, art history like you see, you know, from the screen. I don't know the modernism or that kind of things that I don't know. You feel connected with that. And once I came to Barcelona, I I started to dig in and explore about it and say, oh, it's w it would be wonderful to share with people the the, the things you know about. And it was like a little by little getting to the in to this uh, scenario of the tourism, but uh, sometimes, you know, the law of attraction, the things starting to come over. And suddenly I lost my job and, and I was, okay, what am I going to do? And then a friend of mine told me, hey man, uh, they are needing some people because there are some company here that are starting to need a, a host. Uh, why you don't try? say okay you know I'm going to do that and that's why I starting uh, with the with the with the tourism do you remember the first time you gave a tour wow yeah yeah, yeah I f was very nervous I feel like oh man what the guests are going to be <laughs> what I'm going to do what is going to be the route uh, the, 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 the the night before I was like a really starting you know <laughs> okay what I'm going to do what I'm going to tell if they ask me that what I'm going to was well, I was very nervous, really. Of course, sure. I, <laughs> you're, you're a performer. How was yours? <laughs> that, like you, was wasn't sure what the, I didn't know what to expect. I think that was what made it so why I was so nervous. I just didn't know what to expect. Are they going to ask me this? Are they going to ask me that? And once I started, and I'm sure you've had the same experience. Once you start to talk, you make your first presentation, and then you get feedback from the people. And then you realize, ah, oh, these people are cool. You know, they're, I'm, I don't, there's no reason for me to be as nervous as I feel. When I realized that, for me, I was like, this is a lot of fun. It really changed my perspective from, this is a job, you have to tell them this date and tell them this fact, to a conversation. 
And when it fell into that conversation, everything just kind of fell in place. Hmm. And actors will tell you the same thing. You know, it's one thing, they're nervous, and then once they hit that stage and they go, uh, you're a voice actor. So, you know, uh, you study the script, and then once you start get in front of that microphone and you start, you become that person, and you're right in that place, and you're in there, and you're in the flow, and it's all good. So for me, that's when tour guiding became my new profession, right? And because once it's in your blood, uh, it's in your blood. I mean, definitely, it, it, definitely. And, and it's good that you say, like, the new profession, because to me, totally was the same like I'm doing this for three years I feel like I found uh, a little treasure to me I don't feel like I'm working when I'm doing the, 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 the tourism I'm, I don't feel like I'm I'm struggling uh, doing a job right. I feel like I'm hanging out with people from other countries and you're just telling them your thoughts and your perspective about the city with of course with true facts always but in a way of history you know and story and storytelling so i love this profession and once you start over or you love it or you hate it because i as well i, I know host that is struggling with that right if you don't reach that moment of zen whenever you're doing your presentations it it is difficult and I think that it would happen with people when they do mess up a presentation and they can't get over themselves. I think when most tour guides get over themselves, just realize you're, you're going to make mistakes or the best thing to say is, I don't know, <laughs> you know, exactly. let's look it up. I can tell you later, but that's an interesting question and I don't know. But yep. I think majority of people can't deal with that not knowing. It's not perfect. We're not perfect. And uh, if, if they can't deal with that non-perfection, It's, no, it's very difficult for them, yep. and they choose not to do it any longer. The good tour guides know this, and the tour, good tour guides, you can tell whenever they're giving the presentation. It just flows. Um, I wanted to find out, now that you live in Barcelona, you consider yourself a Barcelonan, why should people come to Barcelona? Why? Yeah. Wow. So if you have your choices of Paris, yeah. Madrid, Venice, why Barcelona? Well, if you compare with those cities, for example, I will say, first of all, the weather the sea, the beach. Barcelona has so some mysticism that is being created, I think, since 1992. And that's always very important inflection point of Barcelona because it's starting to be in the map yeah. of, of the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talk about Barcelona pre-Olympics and post-Olympics. So exactly. that's what happened in 1992. We, we hosted the Olympics. And by the way, we are in Vila Olimpica, in the neighborhood where all the Olympians uh, used to stay whenever they were here for that, that Olympics, where you have a 2,000 at minimum that we know um, existed here. Mm -hmm. And then you have the beach, just yeah. 10 minutes down, 10 minutes walk yeah. down the street. And it's a, the, it, the dynamic changes, right? Because you're in these old Roman structures, And then you turn around and you go down to the beach and everything changes. Uh, the vibe, the, 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 the sky, the, I mean, it just, it just, and where you have this push-pull dichotomy within yeah. a city is rare. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you 100% on, on Barcelona and why people should come here. And I think there are two key words as well about Barcelona that is very interesting for people, for young and old people. One is party, other is history. So if you related those, you have a lot of range of people who want to visit it. Of course, the people who want to party come here as well. Pricing as well. You cannot compare the pricing of Paris with Barcelona. Yeah. 
the people as well, how how cool the people is here. It's a multicultural, multilingual, multi-ethnic, multi-creed. It's very interesting. It's, and Barcelona is very uh, like open for the visitors. Even yeah. if, if, they, if in the news, you know, the most radicals, they don't like uh, the, the visitors, the tourism. The, yeah. the tourism. But it happens in everywhere. And yeah. I think it's one of the the things that Barcelona has to learn to live with because it's a very popular city, it's very famous. Yeah, it's business, exactly. it's history, it's beauty, it's temperature, it's art, it's history. And people who do complain about it, and I get it, I mean, yeah. I live on Marina Street, it is packed with tourists all the time, and Saturday night, it never shuts down. But it's like saying you're gonna go live in New York City and say it's too noisy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what, what you expect right exactly I, I actually and right now we're living the parallelism right now because okay you don't want tourism there's no any tourism right now yeah. and there are people starting to complain oh what what happened with the businesses of course because there's no tourism so right now you're starting to uh, live without it right. and you start to regret it yeah because there's no jobs there's no jobs yeah. and, and and what is the main the main uh, uh, like uh, economy here in Barcelona in Catalonia Majority of it is tourism. majority of the tourism. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, what type of tours do you host? Well, I do like ten. I do. Uh, I do tour to Montserrat. I do wine and tapas tour. I do tour to Gracia. Uh, they call it the, the magic of Gracia. Mm -hmm. uh, I do the Gothic tour, like usually with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do uh, other deluxe tapas tour so I take the, 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 the guests to some for example El Nacional we go to Enrique Granados like very more fancy tapas uh, I do to, to Girona I do tour to Figueras to the Salvador Dali Museum mm -hmm. I do a tour by name that is very cool to do is nightlife tour so I take them to you know to what is the nightlife here in Barcelona and the people are very interesting because as we talked before the nightlife here is very interesting for whether young or, or, or all people, whatever, you know, here right. the age is very abstract. Um, uh, the, and I do as well, yes, Girona, Montserrat, uh, yes, and the, the, the center, like I'm, I take it, you know, to the Born, Raval, so yeah. a little of, uh, we call it like a kickstar and highlights tour. Right, okay. And Gaudi tour, of course. Of course, everyone does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With you as well, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's difficult to do a Gaudi tour because, you know, if you're going to go to Sagrada Familia, to Casa Mila, uh, it's, it's quite a distance, right? So you have to fill that space with something, and I think that's part of our profession is filling it in. Yeah. Not only saying that it's not just Gaudi, but it's the, the things that influenced Gaudi and the people that were influenced by Gaudi or the modernist movement in general, you can combine all that into the Gaudi tour. And I think exactly. It, I think that it, it makes it a worthwhile tour. It's very genetic name, Gaudi, isn't it? Yeah. Because Gaudi represents, as you say, a lot of things. Gaudi represents, like, a, if I talk about Gaudi, we, we have to talk about uh, Pushy Carafage or Domenech Montaner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the Discord uh, blog here in Passage de Gracia. They, they have. Uh, one house each and they're starting to have like a, a healthy fight in right, the yeah. architecture yeah. Um, the, the, the point that you're going to make and I'm just want to yeah. uh, what you're talking about is a block where we have the three major yeah. architects that are on one square they're not separated they're on one block one manzana as we say yeah. here 
so it, it's a very interesting city block here in Barcelona. And the wealthy, you know, is the, is the more... Uh, the I mean, I, that's something that I talk about on my Gaudi tour, yeah. is when you do talk about the Passage de Gracia, it isn't just about the architecture um, that has a lot to do with it, but it also is about the bourgeois lifestyle, oh, the yeah. people that could afford this because of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's where you get really geeky, as I'm starting to get right now, and I won't go too far into it, but uh, yeah, that, that is part of the tour, and, and I think that it has to be part of the tour if you're going to understand Gaudi. Definitely. And I'm making air quotations right now, Gaudi. Yeah, I, I always <laughs> made the, com you know, the comparison with the, with the Champs-Élysées in, uh, mm -hmm. in Paris. That is the fanciest street and is the most important passage de Gracia because it's the, the, the road to Gracia. And is, uh, between that is the, the, they call it here a Champla, that is the expansion, mm -hmm. that is the modern city of Barcelona. Yeah. So when we work for that other company, which will remain nameless, <laughs> Uh, we sometimes deal with very large crowds of 20, 25 yeah. people. Yeah, 25 people, yeah. How do you deal with a crowd that big uh, from, a tour, from, from a professional? How, how do, because I had to learn how to deal with it because I hadn't experienced that until I started working with that company. And for the first couple of times that it happened, it was like herding cats. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, but after a while, I, I kind of got used to it. How do you do that? Is it become quicker? You know what? I think it's very interesting uh, because I used to do, before we started to work together, I never made uh, big groups. I always uh, made like um, uh, private tours, mm -hmm. you know, between three and six, seven people, no more than that. Right. To me, it was very challenging at the beginning before having the first big group tour. I was so nervous that I really, okay, how's going to be? Once you know what you're talking about, it's, it's, it's going, you know, by itself. But I found it, you know, easily, mm -hmm. more easily to have big crowds right. than uh, small groups. Because when you are having small groups, uh, your energy is have to be big with them, right. second by second, because you are working with them and you're, you're, you have to talk a lot. When you do big groups, you have some stops. You don't talk like in the way you talk like in a private tour. Like you, you have to keep right, the energy yeah. high. Right. And when you do a small group, you have some stops that you're stopping by every um, event or every, you know. So once you're starting to deal with the big groups, I think to me it became uh, easily, uh, to be honest. The only difference is to deal, like uh, manage. Right. Like a working with them, uh, uh, walking with them, and starting, you know, to, uh, I don't know, put them in a, in, a, in, a, in a place that you can talk to them, to everybody, and, I don't know, trying to as well interact. Sometimes it's, it's impossible to interact with big groups. As well. Right, just because they're just too big. It's too big. Yeah. And everybody wants to, to, to say something, and sometimes you have to be, not rude, but... Uh, Just be quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not okay, rude, okay, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your recommendation then to most people would be to take the private if possible, obviously. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely because... It's uh, just more intimate. Yeah, it's more intimate. And, and, you, and you can have feedbacks, you know. You can ask. And you can ask, oh, man, where I can find a, the best wine here? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. A small, a small big things, I call it, because from those small things, you know, it makes the experience of the tourists more important because you can talk with the tour guide as a friend like oh man I'm very interested in, in, in go to I don't know to find a 
lovely piece of cheese to my wife and I want to intimate dinner with my wife mm -hmm. what, what, what I should take her right so or, or the conversation of uh, like I did in the previous show is say hey let's how, let's go to Girona you need to go see Girona you need to go see Figueres and yep. here's the reasons why exactly. that's my recommendation to you exactly you know? and as well if you do different tours, you can as well uh, sell tours as well, no? Like, uh, okay, no, I, I recommend you to do that, I recommend you to do that, you know, maybe go to Gracia. Like, uh, the most of the people don't know about Gracia. They, right. they, 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 they rather go to the, to the city center. Right. That, very interesting. So you, you can have a feedback. Um, for example, the private tours, the walking tours I do that, uh, as a private guide is three hours. So three hours with hanging out with three people, four people, and keep them at attention, you know, like uh, very high is, is challenging sometimes. I, I, I found it more, more, more tricky to do private tours. Hmm, that's interesting, because the big ones are difficult, but they're not so hands-on. No, exactly. Yeah. So you, you have your, your so points. Yes, our recommendation is to go on a private tour, but from our perspective, it's a little difficult because your energy has to stay high the whole time. Exactly. It's exactly. At the end when you finish three hours through like a woof. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's exhausting. So how is this going to change now that we're in this uh, post-COVID time? Do you think that those large groups are going to come back? I think it's n for the last three years, I think they're not going to come back. Hmm. I think yes, the, the, the tourism is going to reinvent. People are going to prefer going to small groups and uh, hire a private tour mm -hmm. guide that going in massively with 15 people that they don't know, as well the quality of the tour as well. So I think we have a lot of areas to talk about. First of all, the quality of the tour. You are willing to, to I don't know, to pay and to, to experience the safety as well. So the people are going to, hey, maybe I... I, I rather going to pay a, rad, uh, a private tour guide instead to go to big groups, uh, having the risk to, I don't know. It's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. I guess we're going to expect, because I know that we're going to be careful, because when we speak, we give presentation. I'm sure it's happened to you as well. I've actually had to apologize because a piece of... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, <that all> came <laughs> out. It's happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing to say, but it has. I mean, you get excited, and the same happens when you yell or you shout. Uh, the same reasons they don't have a lot of people showing up and going to sports events because that referee makes a bad call and you're yelling. Well, you're also yelling on the guy below you or the woman in front of you. So uh, I've, had to, uh, I've had to apologize for it, and from here on out, my tours will be me being masked that yeah, yeah. we would ask them to say uh, you know just cover something that has your nose in your mouth because you're going to speak to me i would appreciate it if you don't spit on me as well because i'm doing it i think that'll be the new it's, normal it's, it's, i think it's going to be mutual <clears throat> respect people really are willing to travel even more than before because you know with this isolation the people being i don't know closed in, in in their homes for a long time they want to see the world and they realize that life can goes easily and i think the people are willing to 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 take some risk as well mm -hmm. but not very right. in a, so i think the, the the reinvention of the of the of the tourism is going to be in the private tours definitely and i think it's going to be very good for the host 
because of course the, 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 if you if, if you have to split a group of 15 so you go, you will need three tour guides more so i think it's going to be very interesting and the way of do the tours as well because um, as we were talking before that i think the people are going to be you know better outdoors than indoors yeah. so uh, i don't know massively tours in a sagrada familia for example Mm, I don't think so. Or they're going to stagger them out. Yeah. You know, saying that only, you know, 50 people at a time will be able to do it. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably going to become a shorter tour. Yeah. Probably it's like just, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You're out. You're in. Boom, boom, boom. You're out. You're in. Boom, boom, boom. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it, it's a very, ex I mean, it's a sad time for me because you and I are not working like we normally would. But it's also exciting to see how you're saying we're going to reinvent ourselves and how we're going to reinvent. Uh, the tourism industry unknowns that it's hard to speculate but it's still kind of fun to speculate and figure out how we can have influence on it uh, our pre-show interview we were talking about uh, one of the things that you're doing right now is virtual tours yeah and, and you started that so i'm sure you had to kind of maneuver your way through that and kind of figure out how it is fun for the user because they are paying for this service um, so can you give me a little bit of background on how you're making that happen with online tours? Yeah, definitely. First of all, the tours companies, are, they, they need to reinvent as well. So I work with a Dutch company that they're starting to uh, have the feeling of reinvention. So they took two hosts in each city they are working, they are, they are in, like they are in... Uh, Bangladesh, they are in Thailand, they are in Paris, Rome, uh, Barcelona, of course. And in the Barcelona case, uh, we have uh, two hosts. So they're looking for people who offer some experience. They can tell from the people abroad. And my experience in particular, I take, of course, the, the Catalan and Barcelona history. But you can expand that. I talked to them from the Romans in the here, you know, from the second century before Jesus Christ, they mm -hmm. start the Romanization. So I take the old Spain history, for example, and then I specifically at the end, I specified in the in Barcelona. But I'm a musician also, so I mix it with the history and music, and I do a, a journey through the Romans to the modernism and some breakups with the with guitar a live guitar show so I do like a how will sound maybe the 16th 17th century in Andalusia I stop and starting to play a couple of uh, uh, pieces of uh, classical music guitar at the end I end with some flamenco that's one experience and the other experience I do is uh, music classes yeah that's right. yeah so it's about reinvention and the more you do it the more you realize that you can offer a lot of things and the people love it you know the people love it it's a good way to do tourism uh, and to to sell uh, to sell stories and make the people being imaginative mm -hmm. and exploring and I don't know being being curious about and I'm pretty sure every time I finish a virtual tour they want to come back here in person even more. Right? Because that, that's their introduction, too. Exactly. It, it makes that wanting even greater. Exactly. Like and a teaser. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a it's teaser. It's a good perspective. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a good perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're doing it 
for now, for yeah. fun, and to help myself along the way. The more you know, the more you want to experience it, yeah. and that makes him want to come. Yeah. You mentioned music. Yeah. I assume that you are a, a music journalist. What type of a journalist were you? Yes, I am a music journalist. I, I, in Colombia, I used to do a, like a little of everything of journalism, but a more specific cultural journalist. Mm -hmm. um, yes, music. So how arts, do you tie music. that into? Because Barcelona is a stopping point for many bands that come through on their European tours. We were talking again during the pre-show about the cool things that we get to see living in Barcelona, the bigger bands that are playing smaller venues. Do you include that in your tours? Do you give people heads up and say, hey, you have to check this bar out. You have to check out this place. Do you have to go see bands or keep up to date on bands in town and figuring out who's going to be here and encourage it? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it's, it's one of my stamp of my tours because I focus my tour in my, in my perspective, in my, in my, in my likes. I start the tour with that, like, oh, I'm, I'm passionate about music, about food. Uh, so I will, I will show you my perspective of Barcelona. I will show it to you. So I'm very into the cultural scenario. So uh, the people ask me, flamenco, I will tell you where to go, flamenco. Uh, I start in this one of the things to do tour guide because you're starting to read minds as well. Yeah. <laughs> you need to you read see where they're going. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. need to know where the guests want to go. And you're starting to talk and realize what are their likes. That's a very important hook for them as well. And it's important for our job to, to listen to them, right? Yeah. Because if they keep talking about, hey, what is that street art? Yeah. Hey, what is that piece? Do mm -hmm. you know who that artist is? Yeah. What about this? You start picking up and like, okay, they dig that art, they dig that. So. Uh, the next opportunity I see something interesting, street art or yep. the history of street art or what uh, the, the norms of street art and what are the rules about street art, mm -hmm. you can start implementing that into your tour. And, yep. and uh, I mean, that's that's the beauty of a tour guide and the professional ones know this. And so they start to uh, plug it when they can. So kudos to you for doing that. That's yes. Great. And I think when you this is other plus an extra point to do private tours because when you're doing a private tour and you're starting to read their minds you can change you always can change you you can improvise of course uh, without you know uh, invent things you know with true facts but you can for example the nightlife tour i do i i never had never on my, uh, nothing in my mind until i meet them mm. because i don't know uh, what are their profile what they're looking for so once i start with them i do, do my presentation. I starting to 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 know them as well. I starting to trace the route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's very interesting because you're very open with that. And Barcelona offers a lot of things. So, hey, do you like arts? We go into arts. Yeah. Do, do you like flamenco? We can end in a flamenco. Do, do you like tapas and wine? Okay. We, so, you have a very uh, large range. Yes, the spectrum yeah. is, mm -hmm. is so 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 big. So, yeah, because I do that thing, uh, I mean, I'm from Texas, yeah. but I have a very Spanish name, Alvaro, my last name is Garza, yeah. my name obviously came from Spain. You, being um, Colombiano, you have that, that Latin twist on, you're now where the language that Colombia speaks, the religion that Colombia has, it's very entrenched in Spanish culture. Uh, I make that twist too, you know, because those people, whenever they start talking history, we have that interesting twist that we're Spanish, but uh, mm -hmm. we're kind of not Spanish, but we kind of yeah. are. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I do that because it's one of the reasons why people come to Spain 
and it's very exciting for me. I'm sure it was for you whenever you came to Spain. You're like, oh, that's why we do that. Or, oh, that's why we eat what we do. Or, oh, that's why we take a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that fact and aspect of it because when you just never know, and you made a good point, who you're going to have and what their likes are going to be, and figuring that out is part of the game, yeah. and it's part of the fun, and uh, they love you for it in the end. Hmm. They talk about you. I've made friends of people that I've taken on tours. Uh, I've been bought dinners. I've been given drinks. And uh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Have fun. yeah. Oh, yeah. My tours, for example, they, they, I do a tour, a wine and tapas tour. The tour is to take them to four different places, have different kind of wines. I explain them about the wine and, and have some tapas as well. So at the end, you're going hanging out with them yeah. to drink and uh, how bad can come <laughs> to have some drinks with people who comes to Barcelona and have fun nothing bad yeah. this is 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 incredible how the people is attached to you at the end yeah. it's two hours tour at the end I spent five hours with them you know right. drinking 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 wine and talking about everything yeah. at the end you have very strong connections and um, you know for this pandemic for example I have I don't know messages from India I don't know from uh, how are you guys uh, doing hey how are you guys how, doing man everything's family? good yeah. there how's the family me too yeah. in America a lot you know because the most of my my clients are, are, are Americans as well yeah. but uh, you know from Sweden from uh, Norway or India a lot as well Singapore so you make friends for from all over the world and yeah. that's Actually, and WhatsApp makes it happen, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody has WhatsApp's number. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes, and, and, and at the end you hang out with them for ne the, the next day because you went all those deep talkings because it's about deep talkings and they're very interested in the, in the gastronomy here, in the history, uh, what to visit because a lot of the tourists comes here. At the end, they don't know what to do. And uh, the first thing they do is to hard a private tour guide and to see what's happening and their travels is going to be attached and link depends what their tour guide says to them of course and you become the teacher exactly you become their professor exactly in the true sense of the word you become their guide do this do that do this exactly and you're exactly it's going to be their uh, you're going to be the mentor to them to you know what what, what to they do want other to things. do here to yeah, do other yeah, things yeah, yeah. At the end, they want to hang out with you at the next day. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah, man, yeah. hang out. And at the end, uh, you know, like, okay, but, but I want to pay you nobody. Know, we will just hang out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, man, but it's your job. Man, you're, you, you, thank you. It's a cherry on top. Yes, and they, they, they're so grateful. And I think that's even sometimes better of the payment because they're very grateful to you. Man, man, you make our holidays incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's that's wonderful. I, ma I mentioned that in our intro saying that it – uh, the, a tour guide can make an okay trip into a fantastic, amazing trip. Definitely, you know? definitely. <clears throat> this is a I, this is kind of a tough issue that I'm going to bring up next. Barcelona does not have exactly the cleanest history. It has some dark sides to it, right? Oh, you yeah. were talking about some parts of the Gothic Center. Uh, you talked about the Raval, which has a very dark history. Uh, and how do you how do you talk about that darker history without uh, bringing the mood down uh, because I think it's important right because we have some very important things that came out of this dark side from uh, labor movements to treating immigrants a certain way and that's really how the Raval was started right yeah. it was separated they were kicked out of the proper side of Barcelona and 
how do we deal with the, I mean, we can talk about Queen Isabella, uh, the Inquisition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13th century, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, the, it's the Jews here as oh, well, yeah. the, the Jewish ghetto, Jaume the first, you know, the, the wars between the, the, the Almogaveres, the, the Muslims, yeah. trying to, you know, take them out after, you know, Carolingian power as well. Mm -hmm. Barcelona, Catalonia, and Spain is multi-ethnic. Uh, is right because you don't want to you don't want to offend anybody. No, right. Even the Saint, the story of Saint San, Jor uh, San, San Jordi, Jordi yeah, yeah. is it's, yeah. it has Jordi. kind of a dark history. You know, mm -hmm. it's this fun thing that kids do, but uh, you don't really want to offend anybody by telling them the true story of of who the dragon was. Yeah, exactly. And how how do, how do you deal with that as, as a tour guide? Because you have to bring it up, or they're oh, going to yeah. ask you. Oh yeah, definitely. For example, you know the San Jordi story. I you know I I attach it with the. Um, with the, the the people like here, you know, to have dreams and they they, they believe in imaginary uh, circumstances as well. That is very nice, you know, because it keeps I don't know. It's it's, it's about uh, being attached with some um, legends that I think is very important as well for the culture and from the culture from those legends starting to rise a lot of uh, things that we see nowadays. You know, San Jordi is the 23rd of April. Uh, for the people who doesn't know, San Jordi is. Uh, it's is very very important day because was Saint George kills the dragon and saved a princess and then they get married and get, they, they they live happy uh, forever and ever you know riding a horse because Saint George used to be you know riding a white horse and you yeah, know yeah. like a, I always made the you know the the, the comparison with the, with Shrek and the guy you know with the long long hair riding a horse you know saving the day yeah. um, he fought the dragon and. From the blood of the dragon, he found a, a, a rose, a right. red flower. Yeah. Of course, the guy wasn't stupid. He took the flower, <laughs> give the flower yeah, to, to the, the, woman, princess yeah, the princess, and right. save the day. And what happened this, the, the, that day as well is the International Books Day. Mm -hmm. That day, you know, William Shakespeare uh, dies and on Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra as well. So that day is very special because th that day, you know, the, the guys give a rose to the girls and the girls give a book to the guys. So it's part of the of the culture and if you come to barcelona for the listeners barcelona is full of parties full of events massive events i think is one uh, of the idiosyncrasy if we we, we, we can uh, put it in that way uh, without that maybe barcelona wouldn't be the city that uh, as we know it from today tell me two things that people tell me two secrets that most people don't know about Barcelona and they have to go see or two places two, two places San Felipe Neri definitely mm -hmm. San Felipe Neri is a very important um, square that you know is very related with the civil war uh, in that fountain in, uh, in 1938 in June actually I uh, they have a um, a special meeting, uh, like a hidden meeting, uh, Franco, uh, Hitler, what? And Mussolini. Wait, hold on. 1938. No, in 1938. Ah, 1938. In 1938, they have a a, a meeting after the Franco won the civil war. Uh, Hitler, Mussolini, and Franco to negotiate that Spain is not going to the Second World War. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after the bombing, the fascists, because right. we talk about, you know, Guernica, yeah. 1937. Mm -hmm. uh, the famous Picasso painting as well. Picasso painting. Mm -hmm. And as well, that actually, in that Picasso painting with Guernica, 
Picasso has to paint it and he wanted to expose it in the Universal Exposition in Paris and mm -hmm. he has to travel with this big paint because it's huge and he has to cross the border Spain to France and he was very he has to painted in a very abstract way because he wanted to show to the people the world was happening in the civil war that, in that time. So he made it in a very abstract way and he has to cross the border with this big paint and Franco's troops uh, stopped him crossing the border and he was very concerned, oh man, if he realized, they realized, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm painting this against Franco and to show, you know, to the people what's going on in the civil war, they're going to, I don't know, uh, shoot me. And Franco's troops stopped him and they asked him, hey man, you paint this? You made it? Um, Picasso said, yeah, I painted, yeah, but you made it. <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, oh, they say, oh, well, well, this guy is crazy, you know? Okay, yeah. go, go. That's uh, Picasso has a lot of stories, as you know, as well of Picasso. But then uh, in 1938, in the finish of the Civil War, because of, for the people who doesn't know, the last uh, city to take Franco was Barcelona because Barcelona was the headquarters, if we can say it in somehow, of the anarchists, the, the socialists, uh, the republicans. Mm -hmm. um, when they finished the, the war after the bombing of the San Felipe Neri, this bombing was, you know, it wasn't the, the, the Nazis, were the fascists, uh, that they killed uh, 42 children. Um, six months after they have a meeting, uh, Hitler, Mussolini and Franco to negotiate that Spain is not going to the Second World War. But they offer, man, I'm not going to the Second World War, but guess what? We can be friends. I cannot go to the Second World War because uh, Franco uh, didn't have, you know, the, the, the equipment, the, the, the soldiers, yeah. the weapons, the ammunition, anything. So you just got out of the Civil War. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So at the end they offer, you know, but guess what? You can come here and drink, uh, drink my wine, and my cheese, and my ham, and we're going to be friends. And that's exactly uh, a very important inflection point for the Catalans because from now on, from 1938, it's going to be an, a new Spanish Inquisition. Uh, it's going to be uh, mandatory to go to masses, and it's going to, to be totally prohibited to speak in other uh, to speak another language that is not uh, Catalan or exactly yeah. Spain, yeah. Spanish. You know. Uh, it's a very important inflection point for the Catalans uh, because it was uh, almost 36 years of uh, dictatorship until 1975. I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, did you enjoy it? Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I had a really good time doing this as well. So yeah. if you're interested in uh, organizing a private tour with Sebastian, you can find him on social media. You can find him on Instagram. And it, it's really cool because it's very rare that you only that you only have to use your last name now to figure out your handle. But somehow he managed it. So it's it's pronounced uh, Seanescu. Seanescu, yeah. Seanescu. Seanescu. I won't ask you how you're Colombian and had that name. Uh, because uh, my father is Romanian, and they literally um, with my grand my grandparents from uh, my father part they escaped from the communism mm. from Nicolae Ceausescu wow. in the 60s you know all this silver curtain yeah uh, communism hardcore and they literally escape in like a, you know like for example the Cubans goes to Miami right of it was exactly the same and they took you know the first ship uh, not high class, of course, uh, and they uh, took it in whatever place they bring it and they uh, ended up in South America. And they up in South America. They up in uh, in, in Barranquilla, actually. Wow, in the, in the coast of Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so his Instagram can be found at the handle uh, C-I-O-N-T-E-S-C-U. C-I-O-N-T-E-S-C-U. And uh, you're available for tours, all different types of tours. Uh, obviously, you I think you did you mentioned eight or nine yeah, different yeah. tours that you do. Uh, so you have quite a, a, an, an option there. And you can also get in touch with him and to do a virtual tour as well. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Sebastian. And uh, we'll be catching you. I'm sure I'll see you before we start doing tours again. But if nothing else, I'll see you when we start doing tours. Thank you so much for Absolutely. inviting me to this incredible show. Thanks. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You will find the show notes on our website at tourguidetalks, that's with an S, dot com. We will leave a link in the show description. We would love to hear your feedback. You can get in touch with us via our website or on all major social media platforms with the handle at tourguidetalks. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any secrets or new information on your favorite travel locations. If you have a show idea or know a guide that should be on this show, please be in touch. Thanks again, and please pass the show on to another travel enthusiast. Ciao.